two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. At Zenni, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone. Ah, welcome to Preach Kev Preach, another edition, another sermon episode. This one, we're going to tag this, the the East. We're talking about NFC East and the AFC East. You got your Patriots, your, your Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Cowboys, the Giants, Redskins, and the Super Bowl champs, Eagles. Uh, we're going to get into each team. Uh, but first, I would like to shout out the Hall of Fame class of 2018 where you um, include the contributor, Bobby Bethard, linebacker, Robert Brazil, safety, Brian Dawkins, guard, Jerry Kramer, linebacker, Ray Lewis, wide receiver, Randy Moss, and Terrell Lawrence, and linebacker, Brian Erlacher. Before we get into this, I want to say this. I think this is the best class of all time. You have the best linebacker, Brian Erlacher, one of the, as far as for his era, was the second best linebacker behind Ray Lewis. And you arguably putting in the two top the three three of the top receivers and like you putting them in right there. They go in uh, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, T.O. Heavy when to order them. That's the that's the top three. Brian Dawkins. In his era, he was probably the best safety as well. So shout out to them. Congratulations to them. Um let's get started. The New York Jets were five and eleven last year, two and four in the division. Uh, notable acquisitions, they brought in Teddy Bridgewater, um, re-signed Josh McCown, signed Isaiah Crowell, and drafted Sam Darnold. What are your thoughts on the Jets? Um, I feel like the Jets are just going to have a building year, man. Like, uh, I don't think Sam Darnold's going to play that much. They already said that he has, a, he has a chance to win the job, but it's probably going to take a year for him to get that starting job over McCown. And I I, he might start later in the season, but I just think it's going to be a learning process for that whole team. I don't see them winning very many games. Right. I said the same thing. Um, a lot of people have um, McCown you know, losing his job very early. And I'm thinking, okay, it's a hard schedule for McCown, Darnold, or Teddy. Um, you're playing the NFC North and the AFC South, which you can say are two, you know, two of the tough divisions going into this year. And then their uh, AFC West opponent is probably has is probably the toughest matchup for them, which is the Denver Broncos, because they're not going to be able to score on that defense. Right. So you you and then for Sam Darnold, if you if you start him week one, you don't bench you know your future. So you have to either you gonna let him ride it out for all sixteen games, or you rather have, let him learn behind McCown, see how he prepare for actual NFL games, and then you know at the end, like you said, take over. Another part they. The defense wasn't that great last year. 
Uh, they ranked nineteenth in passing and twenty fourth in rushing. I mean, but they did take steps. Uh, they start. They signed two starting cornerbacks in uh, Mo Claiborne and Tremaine Johnson from the Rams, and they also added a, a starting linebacker uh, in Avery, Avery Williamson. So at least they made the right steps um, with Todd Bowles, a head coach. You expect the defense to be, you know, top tier like like he was when he was in Arizona. So what if, if you had to guess if McCown does lose his job to Sam Darnold, what game around do you see that happening? I feel like their schedule gets a lot easier after they face y'all, uh, y'all in Minnesota. Oh well, it's at Jets, but I feel like their easy their schedule gets easier after Minnesota, and I feel like that would be a perfect time just for him to come in and get some games. He gets two games against New England, which he's going to need those games throughout his whole career if he stays as a Jet. And he's avoiding defenses like the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Denver Broncos. That's actually a good point. Play, I probably would put him in either the, the at Miami game versus or Buffalo right, right before the bye week. And that way, like I said, that way, that gave him an extra week to prepare for New England. You know, you play Tennessee, which is a de- pretty decent defense in Houston, but you, know, you get Green Bay later on the season, which, like I said, if you want to be able to, if you, if you want to be the star, you have to be able to go against Tom Brady, go against Aaron Rodgers, and show that, you know, you can hang with those kind of caliber quarterbacks. Um, I have the Jets going 5 and 11, uh, same record as last year. They really, they really impressed me last year. Cause I thought it was, they was going to be, the, they was going to be the team to go 0 and 16. And they showed that, you know, Josh McCown playing solid football. I mean, he he was the reason why they was five and eleven. Yeah, I have the Jets at two and fourteen. I just I probably should have them winning more games against Miami, but I just don't see it in the team this year, man. Like honestly, it doesn't matter who's at QB for me because this is going to be a run first offense, and Crowell is just going to have the ball. All right, well let's move on to Miami Dolphins, who was six and ten last year, two and four in the division, lost Tannehill in training camp to an ACL tour. So they had to call on Jay Cutler, and that didn't prove to be any better. Uh, it, should, it, might, it might as well, <laughs> you might as well have went with Matt Moore. Uh, the pass offense was 18. The rush offense was almost dead last. Adam Gase, I like Adam Gase a lot as far as a coach, and I think he's going to he's changing the culture in Miami. You see, he got rid of um, Dominican Sue, got rid of a guy like Jarvis Landry. I think he, I think he want guys who who like listen to him. I don't know because buying like, system, yeah, buying yeah, buy his system because. Hey, you know, Sue not going to, and Jarvis Landry, I mean, I guess they didn't want to pay him. They didn't see him as that valuable as much as he wanted to get paid, which I can understand. He's a slot, slot receiver. He can do a lot of things, but who knows? One of my questions I want to ask, though, do you, even though he lost toward ACL last year, do you think this is Tannen Hill's last chance? I do think this is Tannen Hill's last chance because last year was supposed to be his breakout year, and he really hasn't had, like, his breakout season. Go back to two years ago, that was the year he was – the Dolphins went on, what was it, like a six or seven game win streak where Tannehill was just bringing them back in the in the second half of games. Like, if he can do that for a whole season, then he needs to do it because this Dolphin team definitely needs it. Adam Gates did a lot of things for his offense because you see how they really struggled last year. Even, they was even 19th in the uh, red zone, dead last in third down percentage. So, and score offense, 20th in the NFL. So, he went out and drafted uh, Mike Gasek tight end for Penn State. And, you know, for all Adam Gates systems, he features the tight end. Also, he went out and got uh, Amendola from the Patriots and brought in Wilson from the Kansas City Chiefs to pair alongside with DeMonte Parker and Kenny Steele's. Went out signed Frank Gore, bring him back home. So this offense, you got to hope that is is better than last year. I mean, that's the only thing you can hope for. Who knows what kind of steps they're going to take. 
as far as anything else in Miami, uh, they they're pretty much it. You get improve improve the offense, make that make that a little better than what it was. Your, your defense is middle of the pack, so you don't have too much to go. And I think they got one of the steals in the draft and uh, getting Mika Fitzpatrick from Alabama. Pro foot going into the season, Pro Football Focus has their run D ranked at thirty uh, second. Do you think they're going to be able to win games if they can't control the time of possession? Well, yeah, if you can't control the time of possession, no. I don't see I don't see um a lot of teams have success when you don't win the time of possession. And Dolphins ranked twenty second last year and that's with a, a top half rushing defense. Losing Sue will make them take a step back and Cameron Wake is thirty five. They really don't have too much too much going for them. Except, you know, if the Dolphins owner wanna give Gase some some more time because this roster is not good on paper. I have them going four and twelve this season, uh, and I, I just think they're they have a brutal opening straight, uh, schedule, and they have a bad ending schedule as well. So if they don't get it, if they don't get it going in the beginning, um, I see I can see them falling off late at the end. Um, I'm basically the same way. I have them at five at eleven. I should probably have them losing to the Jets at least one game, but no. So we ba- we basically have the same thing. Dolphins have a lot to work on. Let's move on to the Buffalo Bills. This is a team that. Going into last season, nobody predicted them to be in the playoffs. Um, they find a way to squeak in there with a nine and seven record, three and three in the division. Um, so you guarantee, you know, two losses to New England. Now, their biggest problem going into this in this into this season is who is the guy at quarterback? Because to me, even though Nathan Peterman did that that game he had last year against five picks and against the Chargers, you really can't count him out because he's he's going against a rookie that nobody. A lot of people don't, don't really like him. They say, you know, he's inaccurate, all this stuff like that. And he can throw the long ball, but he can't throw the short game. So that's his problem. And Agent McCarron, I mean, he never started again. I mean, he never had – he couldn't take any Dalton spot. You know, so even though Andy Dalton was a guy, he couldn't even put no pressure on Dalton to, you know, take his spot. So I don't think – I don't think they, – they don't have no, no idea who will be the starter. I think Josh, you might as well go with Josh Allen if My, that's the case. Yeah, you honestly just might as well. Um, and Trevor Corey Coleman – and they get they got him for a 2020 seventh round pick. So that's a seventh round pick, and not even not even next year, the following year. So this is a very very low risk, high reward type of trade that you look for. Um, they got a new offense coordinator, the ball. I think he's coming over from New England. I mean, I, I like the, I like the Bills, and but see, I don't think I think last year was a fluke. It's one of those fluky years. Now they have a great secondary. I like uh, Jadavius White. Um, they, I think they picked Avante Davis. And you know, Michael High is one of the top safeties in the game. And they added the linebacker from Virginia Tech, Tremaine Evans, who I don't know if you know, he's like 20 years old, he's like 6'4. Like 6'4 linebacker. He is somebody say he looked like a Kevin Benjamin, but in shape. Um, yeah, I uh I was watching NFL Network yesterday and they said uh they're really liking Edmonds because he's already like he's already the leader of, or he's trying to be the leader of the defense and he's in uh he's eating lunch and he has flashcards just going through the plays. Yeah, and, and, he, and he calls the plays out for that. That's what, that's gonna be his job this year. Um, you talk about defense. A defense last year who was fifteenth you know, in passing, twenty ninth in uh, rushing. You know they added a star D tackle, start, added a star defensive end, and like you said, they got Tremaine Evans. They they're making the right steps to still be a, a a very valuable defense. And the offense, like you said, on paper, beside the quarterback, looks great as far as the weapons that you have, but. I still don't think that eagle out to wins for them. See, it's the same thing. Their offense looks good on paper, but 
every single position is a question mark for me because I don't know how well they're going to perform, especially with that with that huge question mark at quarterback. Um, so I honestly have them at like three and thirteen this year. I don't see them winning many games. Their defense will keep them in the games, but I don't think they're going to have the prowess on offense to move the ball the way to win some games. Right, and I think. I'm I'm four and twelve, and I think any team that has a good quarterback, they will lose against. And any team that they're de- they're playing against, and their defense is better than their defense, they're also gonna lose against. And like I said, playing the AFC South, we have Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, even Marcus Mariota. You're already losing those, and Jacksonville has a better defense than you. So <laughs> I, I can see a whole getting swept by the whole division. It's it's gonna it's gonna be hard to to muster out wins, and I got them four and twelve as well. Do you think Shady's going to play this year? Until until they prove that he did something, I don't see why the NFL will step in and suspend him um, because you can't just go on false accusations and make guys miss miss their their season because it's only a 16-game schedule. So if you miss four games, that, that's a quarter of the season. So yeah. I hope he does play because um, the Bills would need it. And if he doesn't, I mean, that just that just make, make the 4-12 and 12 even seem more like more real than it may actually be. So let's go into the, the New England Patriots. <laughs> the champions. Hey. The AFC champions. The AFC champions. All that nine yards. Um, 13-3 last year, 5-1 in the division. The defense. Tell me about the defense, why it gave up so many yards last season. Man, I cannot tell you how why we gave up so many yards last season. Um, we person it might have been because we honestly we couldn't we could move the ball and we could score points. But it, we were 29th in total yards, but we were fifth in points. And then <laughs> that's, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's that's why that's why I said that because like that that's just a crazy stat to me. And we were 13 in uh, time of possession, which is about the same as like the rest of our division minus the Bills last year. So we can we just I don't know why we just couldn't hold the ball, but when we got the ball and we could move it, we scored. And yeah, I know I I know the Patriots have done some things to improve it. Um, they took two linebackers on day two in the draft. They're getting Dante Hightower back. Uh, they traded for Danny Shelton, which I think could be a main reason, you know, good because Danny Shelton is really, really good in run run defense. Um, it can help put pressure on the quarterback as well. And then you drafted uh, Duke Dawson out of Florida from, uh, as a cornerback and put you put him in the slot, you know, with Gilmore and uh, I think McCourty. The, yeah, we have both McCordys now. Yeah, both yeah, both McCordys though. The cornerback McCordy, I think that's what what's his name? Not, Devin. not Jason. Devin. Okay, Devin McCordy on the outside. So now you have a, you have a decent secondary. I mean, the secondary was pretty good last year. Now you have, but now you finally have a slot corner if Duke Dawson can, can live up to the hype of what he is. I guess really the defense is gonna be fine because Bill Bill has his imprint on that. The offense you still got Tom Brady. But what do you think about the supporting cast? I mean, we know we know Gronk is the best offensive weapon in the game, probably. Um, the running backs, they draft one first round, Tony Michelle out of Georgia. Um, Burkhead, James White still, you still got Jeremy Hill, and you even still got um Gillesley. And receivers, you you release two receivers, no element for the first four weeks, and Chris Hogan is really your only valuable receiver. What would you say about this this uh this supporting cast? along with Tom Brady, outside of ground. I feel like we're just going to try to be a more conservative offense. Like, we're going to go back to when our offensive line wasn't the greatest, like, two years ago, where we just have those quick duck-off passes to our 
running backs, and that's just going to hide some of the stuff we we can't do in the long ball, or we're just going to pass it to Gronk, and he's he's going to Gronk smash his way to the end zone. <laughs> All right. Do you think this do you think this, this this Bill Belichick versus Brady like saga like will continue, or you think or you think it, it kind of gets some ground and be covered up? I feel they're just both really, really competitive. And when it comes to wanting to win the game, they're going to be on the same page. But my question for you is, is the re- the reinvention on defense a way for Belichick to make sure Tom Brady doesn't fall off this season? If Bill can – because now Bill off Patricia, so he has to put more, you know, more hands on defense. If he can get the defense to playing top, you know, top 15 at least – Pages, pages are gonna be fine, of course. Um, it's not it's not hard to win this division in the AFC easy, especially you know with Bills, Jets, and Dolphins taking back back steps. So I mean, all he has to do is be able to ha- handle his own against Jacksonville, Kansas City, and when they play Pittsburgh in in, in the season. If he can ha- if he can get two out of those three games right there, then you can see Pages okay. It's still elite, the elite of the elites. But as far as roster wise, I mean, I really don't look good that good on paper, but. When you had the best coach in football and probably the best quarterback of all time, that sows up a lot of issues that you have. Uh, I have, I have pictures going twelve and four this season. Um, I think I had them. I had them losing at Jacksonville, dropping one to Buffalo, dropping one to Miami because Tom Brady for some reason can't do nothing when he's down in Miami. And maybe only when it's hot maybe, outside. It's not going to be hot outside. <laughs> that now that's true. And and at Pittsburgh, um, I can say is. It might be better than twelve and four, thirteen and three last year. But I mean, who who knows? You playing your toughest games on the road. Yeah, I have them at uh, thirteen and three. I have them losing at Detroit, uh, at Tennessee, and at Pittsburgh. I really like Tennessee this year. I just think like they made their improvements on their secondary, and they're just going to have that defense to compete with anybody. Um, the Detroit game is right after. It's week three, right after the Jacksonville game. And I just think. Oof. We're not going to be ready. We, we prepared too much for Jacksonville. And Pittsburgh, we always lose at Pittsburgh during the season and then whip their ass in the playoffs. Yeah, that's pretty much covered. Uh, and then that's the AFC East. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we come back for the NFC. All right, we're back with the NFC East, a division where the Super Bowl champs came out. Giants had a bad season. Redskins, the Cowboys, middle of the pack. So let's start with the uh, New York Giants. They were three and thirteen. Uh, lost OBJ early in the season. So my question to you is: Are Gi- should Giants pay OBJ? Absolutely. He is one of the best receivers in football. If he, you'd rather have him on your team than him go somewhere else and him absolutely dust your team for hundred and twenty-five yards. Right, and I, I don't get why they take it so long to do this. OBJ is on pace, was on pace before injury, was on pace to like shatter so many records. Um, and it's, people don't realize that OBJ, his age now, is far better than what Julio and Antonio Brown were at his age. If, I'm, if there was no OBJ, Eli Manning would have fallen off a long time ago. And that's, the, and that's another point. That's exactly the reason why they chose Saquon over getting a quarterback in this draft. You, if you if you put weapons around him, he looks better as a quarterback. Do you think that's? Do you think that was a short term fix or? Well, I, I know I know Barkley is going to be like the man, but 
do you think that's a short-term fix or is that going to hurt them more in the long run if they didn't get one of these quarterbacks this year? I mean, it can be either or. It depends on how – I think Davis Webb behind Eli Manning is a decent quarterback. Um, if you keep if you keep him in that system forever, how many years Eli plays? I mean, he can step right in. Or you got you got guys who maybe free agents next year, like Tyrod Taylor or Joe Flacco. I can sign one of them. You know, so, the Brown the Browns are already talking about signing Tyrod to an extension. So, but if you Tyrod, why would you do that? You know, but anyway, you got you got Stephen Shepard back healthy. Brandon Marshall is going now. You got Evan Ingram emerged as a good tight end. Pat Shermer come over as the new head coach. And what he did with Minnesota last year, you can only expect to see Giants taking that next step in offense as well. Um, you're talking about an offense who was ranked like what? Well, like I said, it, it was really injuries that, that made this this offense this bad, the offensive line. 26 in the red zone, 30, 30th in the NFL on third down percentage. And, you know, Minnesota was, uh, was number one. So you can hope that you can have that kind of a jump with Eli Manning and OBJ and having Saquon Barkley back there. Um, and you got pass offense at 19th, and this is without, without your main your main player. So the offense really shouldn't fall, should, should come back to earth. Um, the defense, I think, fell off because of the offense. Um, yeah, I feel the same way. So this is just talking about a team that could easily, with I think the year before that, it was 11 and 5, and it fell off 3 and 13. So it's a team that can easily, with a fourth place schedule, can get back into. The playoff consideration. Yeah, I have them going uh, nine and seven this year. They play the NFC South and the AFC South, which is a whole bunch of tougher games in both divisions. So I just I only see them nine and seven. I don't see them beating Jacksonville. Uh, I have them beat New Orleans, but that's because it's not in New Orleans. I just oh, it's a hard schedule. I got them going eight and eight. Uh, it's a hard schedule for any team in this division to you know separate themselves so much, uh, especially. Especially, when we, but having a four-play schedule, when you get to see Tampa Bay, um, and even I guess San Francisco to a lighter, lighter um, discussion. But eight and eight, it seems seems not too bad. I mean, I can see them going ten and six, maybe, or even six and ten, depending on how games play out. But eight, eight and eight is a good spot for them. It is. It's a very good improvement from last year. It's just Eli Manning could fall off even harder. We do not know. Let's move on to Washington Redskins. I guess my only thing about Redskins is Kirk Cousins versus Alex Smith. Um, they didn't they didn't want to pay Kirk Cousins, but then they traded for Alex Smith and then gave him a long term extension. It tells me that they didn't really want Kirk Cousins. Um, if, if it wasn't for Mike Shanahan, they would never draft Kirk Cousins in the first place because Mike Shanahan really didn't want Robert Griffin. So Mike Shanahan saved this Redskins Redskins franchise from years to come, and the Robert Griffin was injured and couldn't play anymore. What, what what's whose side are you on in this Kirk Cousins versus Redskins thing? Like, do you think they made the right decision and take Alex Smith, or you think they should they probably have been better off with Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins is the better quarterback, but I feel like Alex System is going to fit into this new system they have better. Oh, that makes sense. Cause yeah, cause Jay, to me, Jake Gruden, like I said, is a he's he's a risk taker, and you don't want a quarterback who you know might he might not turn ball a ton, but you don't want to, you want a quarterback who can who can limit. The mistakes, I guess, of the you know, if if I want to call this kind of play as a quarterback, if you can be able to handle like Alex Smith can, you know, this this guy doesn't throw picks. He throw he might throw a pick every three games. He's really he's really very very smart with the ball, very high IQ, and with sub breakdown, you know, he can take off a run, which is uh, his very very underrated part of his game. 
with that being said, do you see Washington coming out winning games? Uh, yeah, I have them at nine and seven. I just feel like they've improved their offensive line. They went out and got Darius Geese. They have Chris Thompson for third downs. And all the weapons around Alex Smith are his type of weapons, except maybe Josh Doxson, who is their big receiver. But they have Jameson Crowder, Paul Richardson, who is a reception guy. But they were pretty slow in offense last season. So I don't know if they're going to be able to throw the ball around. And I don't think he's going to be as productive as Kirk Cousins. Even Kirk Cousins having a bad offensive line and defense not playing up to par, Kirk Cousins was still able to have like maybe like a, you know a 500 record. Um, this without his star weapons like Jordan Reed, um, but this team, this team, like you said, plays per game 26 in the NFL, time of possession only 20 in the NFL, and they couldn't run the ball like you said, but they added they added a running back and hopefully the offensive line can stay healthy. Um, the defense, rushing wise, was horrible. Uh, they couldn't throw nobody on the ground. So it's like it's, it maybe so if they get down in games, it's probably over because Alex Smith is not the guy to bring you back. Yeah, something interesting about their schedule is I have them starting off nine and two and then losing their last five games. Both games versus Philadelphia, one game with the Giants, one and then at Jacksonville and at Tennessee. That is a terrible way to end the season. Actually, after that Tampa Bay game, I don't think they'll be favored in the game. Like even like at Dallas. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's another game that they're not going to be favored in, even if they do win it or not. At Philadelphia, won't be favored. Maybe at home against Giants, they'll be favored, but the last three games after that, they won't be. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's a hard schedule uh, for anybody in this in this division. Um, I had the Redskins actually 7-9. Um, I think because Alex Smith can win, he's a winner, that they're not going to you know fall flat. They was 7-9 uh, last year. Get rid of Kirk Cousins at Alex Smith. I think they might be the same. The same record. Let's move on to the Cowboys. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. America's team, they say. Jason Garrett, the head coach, still have the same coordinators. They lose Dez Bryant. They lose Jason Witten. Offense, I think, you know, I think it's crazy. You know how sometimes in life where where one thing is bad and another thing is good, and then you're like, okay, if I get that one thing that's bad to be good, that I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But but I think in this in this case they flipped. I think the offense was so great and the defense was horrible, you know, two or three years ago. I think as the defense got better, the offense kind of drooped down. And I th- and I actually think the defense is going to be the reason why they actually win games this year. The the, the offense you know can run the ball and all this stuff like that. But I think the defense is going to be the reason why the offense is going to be stay in the game. They don't have to score as many points as they needed to last year. You got from for this reason I said it for defense. You added an elite pass rusher in Demarcus Lawrence. Your your linebacking core is great, especially when you you draft the one first round. Still got Sean Lee, and you still got Jalen Smith. The corners they're young, but they you know they they started all last year and they come into their own. And I I think this time it's gonna be the offense fault. Uh, I agree the same way. I just that's why I have them at three and thirteen. Uh, their defense is gonna Oof. be great. But I just, I just feel like it's going to be like that Todd Gurley situation a few years, two years ago, when they're just going to load the box, load the box, load the box for Zeke, because they're not going to be able to pass the ball. Because I, I hate Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is without Jason Witten, like, and he like his only safety blanket is going to be Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley is going to have like ten targets a game. Like, I, I don't trust this offense enough to 
move the ball and put points on the board to capitalize on this good defense. Okay, so scoring offense, they scored 22 points a game last year, and the defense allowed defense allowed 20 points a game. So they still won the game last year based on right there. Um, so you so you don't think that's, that 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 could take a, a that that step that he need this year? Because I mean, this is the third season, and you know he's still got one of the best offensive line in the game. He still got the one of the best running backs in the game. You don't think you don't think that that's that's enough to help to help Dak out? No, because I don't believe Allen Hearns is going to be that guy. And who you have Terrence Williams on the other side of the ball, but he's going to lose his spot to Michael Gallup. And I I honestly feel like Dak Prescott peaked his first three seasons because the team around him was built so well, or the offense at least. Um, I think this this had to be the year where. When you talk about dual threat running backs, when you mentioned Bill, Gurley, David Johnson, this is the year that you have to include Zeke if, if the Cowboys want to be good. If Cowboys want to be a great, you know, do something on offense, that you know, Zeke has to – he has to find a way to, you know, get 50 receptions um, and lead the team in running. Have – win – like, have the best uh, from scrimmage yards in the NFL. Like, these – those are the steps that they that if, you, if you're a Cowboys coach and owner that you want this to happen because you need Zeke. I mean, with, with Zeke, they they don't they haven't lost games. They were saying like the 13 and three the year before, and this year nine and seven, they don't lose when they have Zeke. Do but do you think uh, Tavon Austin is just gonna fill in that spot as the pass catching back? I think Tavon Austin is gonna be everything that people not people are not looking at. We always mention you know, Cole Beasley. We mentioned. Hearns, Gallup, and Terrence Williams, I think Tavon Austin potentially could be the spark for this Cowboys offense. You get him the ball, you're not going to be able to stop him. He's one of those guys with the ball in his hands. Good luck. I know if I was coaching this team, I would have him and Zeke on the field at the same time. Because that way, you don't know what I'm going to do. And I, I, mean, I don't have the Cowboys that bad. I think Cowboys can somehow get 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, Like, their Philly games, their Philly games are pretty spread out. They play Jacksonville early in the season. Um, they get uh, they get coached late in the season, like they get New Orleans late in the season. So I mean, they they had they do have some bad they do have some bad stretches um, after the bye week, Tennessee, Philadelphia, Atlanta. Um, but I mean, I think I just think I just think when you have guys like Dak and Z who prove that they're winners, like like in this college and now, that it's hard to see them drop off like that. Unless if that O line can stay healthy, I I can still believe in the offense. I just, I just think there's going to be too much on. They're just going to load the box, load the box. Like you're looking back uh, at all teams are like that, like Stephen Jackson back when he was in the Rams back in the day, even Adrian Peterson with Minnesota. It's sometimes you know they're going to run the ball, and sometimes you, you can't, can't stop, stop it. it. Yeah, and and that's what that's what I'm saying about the offensive line. The offensive line can stay healthy. Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, and the two, you know, Connor Williams from Texas, who was supposed to be a first round tackle. And they moved in the guard, Lyle Collins, as well. Like if they those five can start from from game one to game sixteen, still believing off as far as like, I can believe in Zeke and you know hope hope that they can get some wins mustered out. Let's move on to Super Bowl champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. It's hard to repeat as champs in NFL. Uh, we only seen that a couple of times. The New England Patriots back early in two thousands, so that's over fifteen years ago. The Cowboys in the nineties, oh, yeah. Cowboys in the nineties, and the Broncos when they had Elway from the last two seasons. It's it's really it's a rare thing to see, 
and I don't think Eagles can. And this is why I say that because you lose your offensive coordinator. He's now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And you lost your quarterback's coach, who usually that's how it goes. You office coordinator leave, your quarterback's coach move to office coordinator. But he also lays in Glen, Minnesota. So it's like now Doug Peterson is the lone guy in that locker room. I don't know. He had to bring anybody else in to be office coordinator. Uh, so he's, he's going to be the guy calling the plays. And he don't he don't have that kind of guys in his ear anymore. With um, I, I think it's hard when you don't have office coordinator to come in that's not the head coach, and he's bringing a guy who who was the MVP last year until he got hurt. But it's gonna be that pressure on him to win the Super Bowl. And you think he's gonna crack under that pressure? See that, and that's and that's a question we don't know because we haven't seen West too much. He only, that was what second season last year. Mm-hmm. Um. So we we haven't seen how much he's done. He he did, he was pretty good his first season and second season last year he was amazing. And I I think he will regress as far as touchdown passes that he threw last season. Um, uh, I agree. But I mean, like I said, and with this schedule, it's, it's going to be very very hard for him to repeat because not only do you play the AFC South, who had three playoff teams last year, you're also playing the Rams and Minnesota. You're playing everybody in the playoffs from last year. With with the division that you're in, because even though they're better than everybody in the division, it's still division games and teams know how to play them. So that and he's playing the AFC South as well, and it's very very hard. I think I got their record eleven and five, and I think by the time the playoffs come, they they're gonna be burnt out because you're playing you're playing quality games each each game. I think that there's only one game where they can just show up to the field and win. That's versus Tampa Bay in week two. After that. You're playing hard games every week. No, I don't see them repeating as champions this year, but I, I still have them at 13 and three. I don't, I, I challenge you to find me a more complete total team in football. When they play Jacksonville at Jacksonville, that offense is not going to do anything against that defense. The offense, the offense, the offense line is good, but you don't have no stars outside of the quarterback. Yeah, but the Eagles defense is good enough to also stop the, the Jacksonville Jaguars because they have one offensive player. Playing Minnesota is a complete team. Rams is a complete team with Aaron Donald there. I, I think I think playing at Jacksonville and at New Orleans, who kind of at at LA, it's kind of it's kind of bad, you know, bad for them. I mean, I think Eagles can Eagles can really win all all the games they can. They I, they, they could go sixteen and zero, but as far as like you know, because they're like you said, the complete roster they have they have probably the best complete roster in the game. Especially with wins at quarterback, um, it's it's just that I don't see enough playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. You got you got guys like Nelson Aguilar. He's not gonna surprise people this year like he did last year. Alshon Jeffrey played all sixteen games. When when did that ever happen before? Um, J.J. is still with a banged up knee that everybody's worried about, and they lost Legarrette Blunt um, as far as insurance. Now, if Wentz can come back and be the guy he was last year, then everything I'm saying don't mean anything because he can make anybody better. Um, and if Wentz can come back at the Tory CL and do that, then you know what I'm saying then that's that's a different different uh different case. Uh, I also see the Texans as a complete team as well on both sides of the ball, especially with a, a healthy JJ Watt and a healthy Clowney. Good luck for teams for playing them. Oh, yeah, on defense, uh, yeah. I just so, saw, I, mean, I, I don't know how I feel about Deshaun Watson. Yeah, we we saw a small sample last year. Oh yeah, very small sample. But if you're just projecting, you got you just gotta you just gotta think that they got a complete team as well. Uh, I just I just think it's, it's just a hard it's just a hard schedule this year for them. And I think 
I just think being burnt out before the playoffs won't go again. Like, like will hold them back this time. And then, like, you got guys who won't be as hungry. Like, Wentz gonna be hungry. Mm-hmm. Then you got like you got guy like Dan Sproles his last run, and Jason Peters, but he's a tackle, you know. So, so it's not like it's not like a lot of guys missed missed the playoffs last year as far as key contributors. So, I mean, I, I like I like Philadelphia Eagles. I think they're they're still gonna win the division. Like, like I said, I got them going eleven and five, three games above second place. Um, you have them at thirteen and three. So I mean, we still we still think they're gonna win the division. I do like the addition of Mike Wallace, Michael Bennett, Holy Nada. They got guys who probably gonna be hungry too. So yeah, I'm excited to see Mike Wallace on this team. Get into that Tory Smith role from last year. I feel like he's gonna he's gonna do pretty good. A better version of Tory Smith. Yeah. Now 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 he's on the the Panthers. Yeah, he's on the Panthers. All right. Well, that, that's it for us, us today. That's NFC East. Um, we had New England winning and Eagles winning, just like they did last season. Cowboys so, gonna be trash. I don't think Cowboys gonna be that trash, but he thinks so. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us today. Preach can't preach. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes.